Well, so far you've heard my voice, but then I brought two friends along. Next on the mic is my man, Jer. Come on, Jer, sing that song. <laughs> David Tyler. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. So last week's European Under-20 Athletics Championships in Tallinn were remarkable for Irish athletics. Uh, one of our greatest ever achievements in terms of medals. It was the same in three days as we've done in the last 46 years combined. Undoubtedly, the star of the show was the double gold medalist Rashida Adelecki. And I'm delighted to say Rashida is with us this afternoon. Good afternoon to you. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Are you back on planet Earth yet? Have you uh, have you rejoined us from the stratospheric heights that you must have been feeling over the last week? Um, just a little bit, you know. It still hasn't sank in yet, but to be honest, I don't think it will for a while. So they were in Tallinn. You've been in college in Austin. What part of the world are you in at the moment? I'm in Dublin right now. And how is that? It's nice being home, you know, getting back to the roots and stuff. But yeah, I'll be off again um, soon. So I'm just enjoying it while I'm here. Is this a proper full off-season? Do you relax? Do you lie on the couch and watch daytime TV? Or are you ticking over with, like, you know, weights and a few sprints and a few bits and pieces? How, how is that for you? Oh, I'm not doing anything at all. Like, um, it's complete off-season, no sports whatsoever. Um, yeah, I'm just completely relaxing, you know, regrouping, you know, letting the body rest and, you know, just you know, relieving my mental as well from like the track world. You know, I'm going to be watching the Olympics and stuff, but physically relieving um, my body. So, yeah. You gave a, a brilliant interview to the, the trackside guy in the aftermath of the 100 metres. And uh, you talked a couple of times in, the, in it about the long, hard season you've had. And then you went and over the next day ran another three races and won another gold medal. So obviously you had a little bit left in the tank at the very end of the season. Yeah, exactly. You know, I really wasn't sure going into the championships how I was going to perform. You know, I was obviously hoping for the best, but, you know, I would honestly take anything I was given because that was the first time I've ever had a season so long. And just to be able to come away and achieve the things that I'd only dreamed of was just absolutely outstanding for me. So, you know, I was just happy to, especially to come away injury free as well. It's great. Tell us about the build-up then to this, because there must have been a little bit of pressure on yourself. You've you've been successful at the previous age group at under eighteen. You were you won the two hundred meters there as a fifteen year old, I think. So you know you must have had some expectation that against the rest of the field you were going to be able to compete for medals. What's the mindset like when this time around you're not an unknown? Everybody knows who you are in that race, and everybody kind of has you marked out. It's pressure, you know, it's a lot of pressure. I put pressure on myself and a lot of people have high expectations of me, even if they don't say it, you know. Um, and I have high expectations of myself, my family too. So um, especially going into the competition as being the number one ranked in the 100 metres and the 200 metres. So we have this like blue bib. So, you know, I used to be a little bit scared of the blue bibs because a lot of the times you wouldn't see people win with the blue bibs because, you know, some other people would you know, outperformed them, um, you know, PB, et cetera. So, you know, I was like, oh, I have the blue bib this time. So, you know, I have to, you know, rise up to the occasion. So, and I did that. So I was just really happy to be able to go out there and perform, honestly. When, during the week, do you realise that actually everything is going well? You feel good, your confidence is high. Technically, you're you're where you need to be. Um, we're in the week. Yeah, so in the, in the build-up to the race, like, mm. if, do you feel like... I'm going to be able to do this today? Is there a, a moment? Is it when the race is over? You're like, ah, I did exactly what I was supposed to do. Um, Yeah, you know, I always have to keep my mental straight and just convince myself that I'm able to do it before the race and just have that confidence going into the race because, you know, 
Um, athletics and sport in general is obviously a great, it's, it's huge physically, but mentally it's just as important. So I just have to convince myself and just talk to myself nicely and just and be confident and be positive, you know, kind of shut out all the mental, all the negative thoughts and just go into the race and hopefully being able to execute it the exact way that I plan to. So, yeah. Do you prefer the 200 to the 100? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so it was- The 100 is really fun because like it's nice and sharp. I feel like I'm able to kind of, you know, kind of exert the way that I, my stride, my length, my everything more in a 200. And um, start isn't as um, important in a 200. So I feel like it just suits me better. You have room to make up for any mistakes at the start. Oh. Yeah, because it, it was then like obvious you were definitely going to go for the 200 after the 100 was over. Yeah, there was never any doubt. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was just trying to get the 100 out the way because to be honest, the 100 is a bit more nerve wracking just because um, it's, it's just so short and the start is so important. So, you know, even just if even if you get a bad start, it can just throw off your entire race. Do you know what I mean? So, um that's probably it's probably a little bit more nerve-wracking but yeah I was definitely going to do the 200 anyways you know once I got the 100 out of the way I was just so much more confident going into the 200 so the winning margin the, the Kyle Denny had a picture up on, on Twitter of the winning margin of the 200 metres and it's quite big so is there a moment in the race where you know this is going your way and you can not relax a little bit but like you're like oh I am actually I'm winning this race I'm winning a gold medal at the European under 20 it's going to be my second gold medal in three days does that does that dawn on you while you're still in the race yeah, definitely. You know, when I came off the first, the bend in the the first hundred, um, I was in the lead and I was just like, okay, I'm doing exactly what I hope to do. And I just kept talking, just, you know, because I talk to myself in the race sometimes. And um, I'm like, just keep pushing through, keep your form, just execute and get through the line and then you're done. So, yeah, that was that was how it went pretty much. Do you say the same thing every time? Is it like a is that part of your training too that the cuz <laughs> the inner voice is really important. Yeah, um no, it's not what I say every time. Whenever when I was over in the states, um sometimes I'd be like, "Oh my god, you're losing." <laughs> um so it actually just depends, you know. I don't always say positive things, but I try to most of the time. I presume that's what the sports psychologists are working on to try and get the negative voices out. Um, yeah, I actually haven't been to a sports psychologist before. I know I've heard from a lot of athletes that it's um, it's it's a great um, resource to use, and I might make use of it in the in the coming up um, seasons. So, yeah, that's interesting because I just assumed at this level, you know, to to get to your level, it would have been part of the the training either in the University of Texas or with the Ireland setup. But it hasn't been an automatic thing. No, it's always been offered, but I just it's not that I didn't feel the need to. No, actually, it's like I didn't feel the need to personally, but I feel like it actually can benefit you, even if you don't think that you need to do it. Because um, it's not, I don't have my mental on a 100% um, pos- positivity level. So um, it actually might be something I'll, I'll look to do in the future. At the same time, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sometimes there's always... Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's there, there's that, that aspect as well, so... Right. And come here, how, how is Texas? Because well, that's obviously um, quite a, a different... It's a different world, uh, you know, and a lot of us don't really fully understand um, the great state of Texas. Well, I, pardon my ignorance, but whereabouts is the University of Texas? Which city is it in? It's in Austin. So right. it's like, Austin's like the capital city. And is Austin nice? Do you, do you actually... Yeah. yeah. 
it's amazing. Like, there's just so much to do there. You know, it's not like, you know, when people think of Texas, you usually think of like cowboys and cowgirls on horses and the desert and stuff like that. It's literally not like that at all. Like, there's so much to do. It's like a mini California almost. Right. So you picked well when it came to picking which yeah, universities. Yeah. Was it obvious that you had to go there? Like, was that, was there something that specifically drew you there? Were there options for you for other colleges? Oh yeah, I had um, I had a quite, um, actually had a, quite a lot of other options, but um, you know, a lot of things kind of drew me to the University of Texas: the coaching, the weather, um, the athletes that were there, top class, um, the university itself. It's um, literally one of the most academic universities in the US. It's 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 really hard to get into as well, and um, um, it's just the location as well there's just so many so many things that just drew me there so it was a kind of a clear decision to be honest and how was that college experience because obviously i mean certainly in this part of the world college has been very different but i think they're a bit more open in terms of um the covid precautions and all that kind of stuff in the states what, what what's austin like and, and what's the university of texas been like from that perspective um on campus and stuff we had to wear masks etc up until about may end of actually up until about april and then the they took away the mask mandate, so we actually didn't have to wear masks anymore. Um, up to then as well, we had to be tested twice a week until we got our vaccines, and we got our vaccines in, May, in March. But like as a whole, um, it's pretty open. Everything was open. All restaurants were open. Shops, everything was open. You can eat indoors. Um, you know, the only thing that was really um, incorporated into like daily life was the fact that most people had to wear masks. Then once that was removed, everything was done back to daily life, to be honest. All right, so it sounds like you were able to have quite a normal college existence then. Yeah, pretty much. Like, the only thing that, like, we missed out on largely was, you know, the football games. That's such a huge aspect of college life in the States. So, you know, um, hopefully next semester that'll be back. And we actually had university um, online also um, this semester, this full year, actually, for the other students who came in in fall. So, um yeah, but I think everything should be back to normal um, this coming semester. Right. Well, so that's great. And what are you studying? I'm studying economics. Okay. Like you got to know where to spend all that money that you're going to make from being a world famous <laughs> athlete, right? Yeah. And how to deal okay. with the sponsorship deals. So, like, all, all joking aside, you know, the sprint is such a cutthroat game a single mistake at the start and all of a sudden your whole season can be gone. Like from, from your own perspective, winning consistently at the underage level in European competition must give you incredible confidence about where your career is headed. Oh yeah, definitely. To be so consistent, especially on a major international level, because, you know, it's, it's so likely that athletes, you know, they'll be performing well. Then when it comes to a championship, you just find it hard to perform. So for me to be able to come to these championships and execute and perform every single time, it's just, it just gives me so much confidence because I know that then when I go to another major championships, that's senior level, like a senior Europeans or world championships, Olympics, etc. I know I still have that type of, you know, aspect to me that I'm able to perform at any type of stage that I find myself on. So. And the benefit it's, of it's great for confidence. Yeah, and I'd say the benefit of racing in America, like the NCAA, it, from my very limited knowledge of it, it's it's very it, they get you out and they race a lot. That's the whole point. Is that like it's constantly racing against other people. It's it's not just training and then, yeah. you know. So that also, I guess, hones your competitive instincts on a very regular basis against the very best young American athletes. Yeah, definitely. Because even some of the times I'm running now, if I ran them. But without have going to the states, I would 
be going absolutely insane. Do you know what I mean? Like when I ran sub 23 for the first time, I looked at the clock and I just, you know, was like, oh, great. And just walk up the track. If I ran sub 23 regularly without have been in the States, I would have been going absolutely ballistic. But it's just that when you're um, in the States, you see girls going 22, 5, 22, 6, 22, 4 even. So, you know, it kind of increases the level of, um, the level, just the level that, you're at to be honest so you're just striving for more all the time it resets your own expectations yeah yeah well that's very powerful right because that means that you see those you see what they do you work with them you train against them i guess and they they don't seem to be overawing you so i was going to ask that about your your times how do they compare against the best americans at the moment um you know my times was i was probably top 10 in the u.s um actually so going into nationals i was probably about 10th or something. I came ten, uh, came at 11th overall at Nationals anyway. I just missed out on the final by one spot. But um, yeah, you know, I'm not too far behind. You know, a lot of the um, athletes there are that are, you know, at the top of the rankings are usually seniors or juniors. So I still have a couple of years left to get up to that level. So I, I feel like I'm where I am now is, is a good place to be. That's what the other side of that was like the... the, uh, the consistent progression in terms of your age that means that there's still plenty of room for you to breach that oh, yeah. top 10 and to go from wherever that takes you mm-hmm, definitely yeah all right that's pretty amazing so people are wondering about the olympics and how come our fastest runner at 100 and 200 isn't actually in the olympics what what is the backstory to that rashida what happened um well individually i didn't get the 200 standard i just missed out on it um you know, and I know they had the whole new ranking system this year, which seems to really benefit um, European athletes more than um, athletes in the NCAA because the rankings um, for competitions in the NCAA, they weren't worth nearly as much um, bonus points as the ones in Europe were. So, you know, maybe like a regular meet in Ireland would be worth more than one of the fastest meets in um, the US. So. Um, if I was in Europe, I definitely would have qualified based on my times because I would have got much higher rankings for the competitions I was competing in over here. So, you know, you could say it's a little bit unfair, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? So um, and then there's the relay as well. Um, I thought I would have been nominated for the relay, but I wasn't um, to my surprise. So, you know, I guess. It is what it is. Can't really do anything about it now. Is it so. is it disappointing? Is it the type of thing you get over quickly, or is it the type of thing that will you're going to use as motivation? Um, you know, it definitely was disappointing. You know, I'm a little bit still disappointed now. You know, because obviously the Olympics have started now, and I just feel like oh, that could have been me. But at the same time, you know, I've achieved so much this year. I'm so young. Um, I'm gonna have. Um, hopefully a couple more Olympics to qualify for so you know I'm actually not too upset especially after winning both um, of my events at the European Under 20s you know I really can't be upset at it so you know I'm so grateful for everything grateful to God grateful to my coaches and everything so you know onwards and upwards I know there's always this uh, it only comes around every four years in the four year cycle etc it's actually only three years really now and there is a world championships in between and uh, you've obviously got to go back and, and get into the NCAA season pretty quickly. But the, wor- the World Championships, I think they're in, in Eugene and Oregon next year. Have you already yeah. have you already qualified for those or what's the story with that? I'm actually not sure what the qualifying um, marks are for those. So I'll actually have to check. But I, if, I, if I'm thinking right, I think I probably have qualified, but I'm not sure yet. 
Okay, well, that's something that is very close and uh, quite interesting and quite good to look forward to, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, hopefully that removes a little bit of the disappointment um, over the yeah. next couple of weeks. Tell us about what you're looking forward to then from the Olympic Games themselves. What are you particularly looking forward to? What are you going to be sitting down geeking out over in terms of the the times and the splits and the performances of individuals? Um, definitely looking forward to the women's 100 metres. You know, that was such a heated event, especially on social media. It's kind of sad to see Shakari not in it, actually, because... Um, it would have been amazing to see her go off head-to-head with Shelly Ann, Elaine and all the other top sprinters. Um, but definitely an event that is literally so hot right now is the 400-meter hurdles in the women's and the men's. Definitely going to be world records broken in both events. So definitely looking out for those too. And, you know, I'll be supporting all the Irish athletes um, going off, even the all the relays, all the individuals. So just excited for everything as a whole, you know. What was the homecoming like? Oh, it was great. I was actually surprised to see that there was um, so many people at the airport because we got in at like half 10 and we didn't get out until maybe like near 11 o'clock. So there was a lot of people there. You know, we got pictures, families, just great um, greeting all the people. So it was actually really nice. Yourself and your mum came into studio with Clean Foley, I think it must be two years ago now. And, uh, and that kind of journey that you've all been on to get to this point where you're competing on a world stage was told brilliantly over a half an hour. So I'm not asking you to rehash all the details of that, but it must be incredibly emotional for your family to have the success continue the way it has continued. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I one of my main goals just always to make you know my family proud, my mom proud because she like you know dedicates so much of her time to helping me succeed in everything I do. So just being able to you know put a smile on their faces and fill them with joy and pride is just definitely one of my top goals, and it's just one of my top moments of all the success. To be honest, so it's amazing. Yeah, well, you're definitely delivering on that, and plenty more to come as well. Rashida, thanks a million for making the time to talk to us. Cheers. Problem. Thank you. As I said, they're one of the stars of the uh, Under-20 Athletics Championships in Tallinn. Rashida Adelecki joining us. If you want to get in touch with us this evening, you can text the show on 53106. We'll take a quick break back after these. Well, so far you've heard my voice, but then I brought two friends along. Next on the mic is my man, Jer. Come on, Jer, sing that song. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app.